You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hey folks, it's Kevin. Yes, I'm still around, just not always here on the show. And I've got a little extra nugget. We've got some feedback from our friend and fellow podcaster, Guy Searle, on last week's episode of Geekiest Show Ever. And stay tuned for another little bit of news from me at the end of the show. Hello, GSEers. It is Guy from the MyMac.com podcast. And I really enjoyed the last episode where you guys were talking about, um, you know, having to do with uh, genetics and genealogy and all the rest of that. Well, there was a great scene in Mel Brooks' classic Spaceballs, where Dark Helmet, the bad guy, and Lone Star, the good guy, are just about to square off into a big fight. When Dark Helmet looks at Lone Star and says, Wait, before we fight, I wanted you to know that I am your father's cousin's gardener's neighbor. And Lone Star kind of looks at him and says, Well, what does that make us? absolutely nothing and then they start to fight the other thing was um what nobody really really knows this this is this has been a a a very closely kept secret of mine is that um you know i've I've been married for 25 years and um i'm i'm ashamed to say that uh before i married my wife uh there was someone else that uh that i was going to marry and uh, unfortunately, uh, when we did the, the blood test, uh, I failed. Uh, apparently, it turns out I just didn't study hard enough the night before. Love the show. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks, Guy, for that little nugget. We always appreciate contributions. And now on with the show, at least the people that actually do the show, because I sure as heck don't. Well, you, you said it uh, uh, slid in just under the bottom. And that, people, is how we're going to start Geekiest Show Ever this week. <laughs> <laughs> a little pre-show, uh, pre-show chatter here, but uh, yeah, you guys will just have to imagine what we were talking about. No, it wasn't what you were thinking. Um, but, or it uh, might have been. Well, who knows? You know, I, maybe somebody does think like me, which in case, seek help immediately. Um, but yeah, so the, the three amigos are back here together again, and we're, we're chatting. So, uh, uh, and having technical difficulties. Yes. Oh, for the last 45 minutes. I was going to say for the last 56 it's been years. It's a comedy but, of errors for me. Yeah. Um, some people say I am a technical difficulty. but um, So sorry I sound like shit. Yeah, because uh, we're, uh, we're still using Discord. And uh, it's I think it's still better than Skype. but we It's still... living up to its name. Yeah. Um, and I think we just got to get used to it. It's, you know, but I still think uh, Skype had it. it had its issues it was hard to find stuff in and um we were usually okay here it was usually on uh sci-fi tech talk where skype would really give us hell but um so far i like it and, and i happened to uh last week i stopped into the no kill uh uh podcast because they were using discord too and i saw them on there and so a lot of people are using it. So I think once we get it figured out and get it to recognize all of our hardware, I think it'll be fine. So, uh, but yeah, yeah so I think it, that's really the problem with it. I I'm okay with the interface. Like I know where to go now and I know how to get into the audio, but it's not recognizing my microphone right now. And probably okay. if I just rebooted my Mac, which we'll talk about later, that might fix things, but I just don't really give a shit right now so <laughs> yeah sometimes that'll you know that'll fix problems but uh call you the honey badger 
Um, you know, and as per rules of, uh, of, uh, geeky show, we must have the weather. So, um, let's just for the, the hell of it, let's start on the West side and work our way East. So how's the weather out there, Melissa? Or do I even want to ask? Believe it or not, we actually have some weather in the form of rain. We actually have moisture and precipitation. I would say participation. The moisture is, is participating in the precipitation. Okay, I was going to say, yeah, are you, are you participating yeah, in your, okay, you said yes. something. <laughs> so, I just like saying the word moist because it pisses people off. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Okay. Sorry, the fireballs kicked in a little earlier than <laughs> I thought it would. There you go. It's only 64 degrees here. Kevin would be happy. He might actually be able to tolerate it here. He might actually be able to breathe here. 64? 64. No, I think that would be too too warm for him. It might. Yeah, he probably still need the air conditioning. We'd have to stick him outside in, in the in the rain. Okay. Well, yeah. I think he would probably love the weather that we got here. It's 21 degrees, and I think there's a uh, a 50 percent chance of snow tonight and a 40 percent uh, chance tomorrow. And then it looks like oh, and then tomorrow night there's an 80 percent chance. Yeah. So I'm sure he'd just freaking love our weather here. I don't. Snow angels on the horizon. And I think looking at my pick and uh, uh, Lisa's pick, I think we have the same thing on our mind. But we'll save that for the end of the show. Uh, but yeah, so uh, you know, it's typical weather here. Uh, February can be a little schizoid. We've had times when it's been 40, and then times when we've had raging snowstorms. So uh, it's a, a tumultuous uh, month. But uh, yeah, and and so we'll finish up on the the East Coast where. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Alisa uh, and Kevin live. So, uh, what's the weather out there for you? Well, we had two inches of snow overnight. Boo! And it's gone. Oh, yeah. oh that's nice. That's, that's kind of like. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's just, just a little bit of coating on the grass, but I, my husband shoveled the driveway this morning, and you know how when you shovel, there's still a little bit of layers of snow. Within like an hour, gone. I looked out the window and said, we can see the driveway. And then by the time we had dinner, I could see the grass. And tomorrow, so right now it's 30 degrees. Tomorrow's supposed to be 46. Tuesday, 60. Ooh. Wednesday, 70. Oh. Which means you're going to get more snow. <laughs> Thursday, 39. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to get more snow. <laughs> but then it's supposed to be in the the rest of the week from Friday to next Tuesday, the mid to lower 40s. Yeah, so that so you need to get out and- I'm like Wednesday, I'm going to be opening windows and turning off the heat. <laughs> and then poor Kevin, poor Kevin's going to move in with you, Mike. Sure, because I'm sure. Is, it's supposed to be 74 and 76 on Tuesday, Wednesday, and then in the 50s and 60s the rest of the week. Yeah, see, I'm sure he <laughs> will move here because our temperatures are like the highs are in the uh, low teens uh, or single digits up until Thursday when we hit the, a balmy 21, and then we'll kind of level out there in the mid-20s uh, for the rest of the week through uh, you know through the weekend. So, yeah, I'm sure he would love this kind of weather. Um, yeah, just don't be surprised if midweek there's a knock on your door or he's <laughs> yeah. sitting there with his suitcase on your front porch waiting for you to get home from work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably rolling around in the snow like a you know a dog or something like that. Oh, that there's a snow angel imprint. You'll know who it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And see, the problem is uh, in, here we've uh, had snow in like November. We haven't seen our grass until like April. So uh, yeah, I, I wished. Uh, oh, this has been a really good winter. So it's not hasn't been too bad. But uh, uh, you know, it, it hasn't been the winter of our discontent. But uh, I, you know, now. 
I'm trying to do a segue, and I think I just fell on my face. Anyway, um, <laughs> learn how to drive that thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to learn how. You got to have license to uh, uh, operate that segue. But anyway, um, so you know, hopefully, Elise is not having too much discontent. She's got a few updates on what you're watching your phone. Yes, put um, the phone in there, huh? Well, yeah, you'll be interested in that one, Melissa. Mm -hmm, I will. Um, Okay, so let's go in order of what I've written down here. Okay, I have an iPhone 8 now, 256 gig. Welcome to the party. Yes. Yeah, well, I'm not going to go into detail of how I got it. I mean, I'll give you to you in a nutshell, but it's a really long story. It took – it's Mm -hmm. AT&T, enough said. Not not this past Thursday, but the Thursday prior, I called AT&T because I wanted to find out how much it would cost to switch to an unlimited plan. We currently, well, not anymore, but we at the time we had a mobile share plan. And with six people, we were cutting it close every month. So I said, all right, let me find out how much extra it's going to cost to do the unlimited. So they gave me a price. It was only about $20 more. I said, you weren't on the grandfathered plan, were you? No. Okay, sure. The plan now, the mobile plan that I had, if I turned, if I said right now, I want to go back, I can't. Okay. Because AT&T, they're constantly changing their plans. They are. They are. But they are streamlined. It used to be, well, you could have this, or you could have this, or but you could have this one over here. Over here is another one. Now it's pretty much you either get unlimited or you pick how much data you want to share. And the, the choices are really, do you want two different types of unlimited or do you want this much, this much, or this much data. So it's it's much easier to choose. It's much easier to choose, but as an AT&T customer, I will say what really sucks is they make it like I'm. They do this every couple of years, but they'll change it and they'll they'll entice you to switch, also that you can pay a couple dollars extra for for that data. Like we're we're in a an instance where I think we have like um I want to say it's like the 15 gigabyte for and it's what three of us right now soon to be four maybe. We might go track phone, probably we'll go track phone. But anyway, they make it so that the the cost to upgrade is like cost prohibitive. Like we, we might as well just stay with what we have. But if we were to pay a couple dollars, how does it go? We have too much data right now, believe it or not. I can't believe I just said that, but I just said that. We actually have too much data right now. We're not we're not really making use of it because my dad retired and he's now not like sucking on it so much. So our data usage has changed and we're not using as much. But to downgrade, it's only like $2 difference. Yeah. Or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't make it, they don't make it enticing in order to downgrade so we're just stuck with it so we just stay with it even though we have too much data and we're paying more than what i'd like to but if we if we went to the next tier it would be cost prohibitive so yeah anyway go ahead (laughs) (laughs) so she gave me a price and i said okay and before i hung up she said just so you know we have buy one get one free iphone 8 i said really i said i could use really use one of those because my son doesn't like his iPhone 6s anymore. It's too slow. He feels he wants an upgrade. I said, go get a new battery. Oh, he can't be bothered. Just wants a new uh, phone. Okay. I said, well, okay. My husband's 5s is you know long in the tooth. He could have right. my seven, and I'll take the 256 gig iPhone 8. And she goes, great. You know, let me let me write up the order for you. And I said, no, no. I would rather do it in the store because I like to look someone in the eye. Yeah. Make sure that I understand everything. What my commitment is. What my what my payments are. I want to make sure that I'm totally clear and I understand completely what it is I'm committing to. And she said, okay. So the next day I go to my local AT&T store 
And first I ask about the plan and they confirm the same price, which was like, whoa, you know, that's important to get the same thing from two different people. Because with them, they always say one thing on the phone and something totally different in the store. Yep. So it, I think it was like a dollar difference. But like, I understand, especially things like the taxes, you can't say, and you're going to pay this much tax on your bill because it's, it's, it changes it's a moving every target. month. Yeah. It's a moving so, target. I mean, like, I know if it's within it, you know, say $5 or less, I'm good because I, I understand right. the tax part of it. But if the one said $200 and one said $300, I have a problem. Yes. You know, they say 200, 205. Okay. That's okay. I get it. That's fine. I said, I would like to order the buy one, get one free iPhone eights. And they said, okay, are you getting direct TV or another line? Oh. And they said, you either have to get direct TV yep. or you have to add another line. I said, I have six lines on my phone. I'm not putting on a seventh. Well, then you have to get direct TV. I don't want direct TV. Well, then I'm sorry. You can't get the phone. Well, that sent me over the edge. Now, if they had said that to me on the phone, you can get the buy one, get one free with these stipulations. I just would have said, oh. Crap. Okay. Right. Never mind. Thanks anyway. And that would have been the end of the discussion and I would have just left it. But no, they pissed me off by that. Don't do that to me. The now, next- let me ask you a question. When you called the first person, the lady that you spoke to on the phone, mm-hmm. was that a retention scenario? Huh, that's coming. Uh-huh. No, that, was just, that was just me calling in saying, I have a question. How okay. much is this going to cost? Okay. I ended up putting out a tweet complaining about AT&T. Someone got in touch with me from social media, offered me this really great deal. I said, I don't want to do it. And she was ready to take my credit card. And we did a chat and everything. And I said, I would rather do this on the phone. I just feel a little uncomfortable. And she said, okay, call the loyalty department. I called the loyalty department. So this is last Sunday. Well, what are you talking about? You, I said, aren't there notes of our conversation? I said, I have an email of our chat. I made sure I saved everything. And I even read verbatim of some of the things that she said. Well, you, you can't do that. I said, do you guys not get trained at the same time? Well, her training must be different than my training. And, you know, like all this bullshit. So I got furious again. So I got back in touch with her and she said, no, I'm telling you the truth. You can still get the phone at this price and blah, blah, blah. So I said, can you put something in my file? I'm going to call and get this taken care of. So she did. Monday comes along. I call. I ask for the loyalty department. They see the notes. It took a little while. But he finally finds everything. He goes, okay we're going to sell you the phone for this price. And I said, yes, he starts, he goes, okay. So we start writing up the order, give him my credit card number gets declined. Like, what are you talking about? We do it three times. I call my bank and they said, well, we were worried. We thought it might've been a fraudulent charge. Like, are you kidding me? So he finally, he takes it off. I said, it's legitimate. I even got the email that you asked me, is this legit? And I said, yes. And you still blocked it. He clears everything out and he says, okay, you should be able to buy the phone now. I, you know, meanwhile, ATT is on my landline waiting for me. I go back and he goes, okay, give me the credit card number again and give it to him. And he goes, uh oh, what happened? He goes, "Um, since we put your credit card through three times and it was declined three times, you're locked out of the system. 
Well, then, then unlock me. I said, wait a minute. I didn't do anything wrong. Right. And he said, you heard the conversation because I put the, uh, the, when I was on the phone with my bank or the credit card company, I put it on um, speaker so he could hear. And he goes, I know, but they, they think it might have been fraudulent. Therefore, you can't buy anything for 24 hours. I'm like, are you, oh I'm like, are you effing kidding me here? I said, can't you get a manager or supervisor <laughs> to say it was a mistake and override it? No, we that can't you do made? it. Yeah. I said, you know, can't you do this? No, you have to wait 24 hours. I said, fine. I said, call me back tomorrow in 24 hours. And he goes, yeah, I can call you back. Oh, wait a minute. I can't do it till Wednesday because I'm off tomorrow. <gasps> oh, shit. I'm like, like, bad words flying. Why, why do you always get the people like right before they go on vacation? Yeah, really. So he says, well, you can, um, you can call back. I'm making really good notes. The order is done. All you have yeah, to do is right, you credit are. card, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I said, I really don't want to call anybody else because I don't want to have to go through this whole story again. I want to talk to you. I said, call me Wednesday. What's your hours? I work nine to five on Wednesday. I said, fine. Call me either first thing at nine o'clock or call me late in the morning. Mm. I'm still waiting for that phone call. <laughs> You're dedicated. <laughs> still waiting for that phone call. So, okay, wait. I was yelling at my dog, so I missed. How the hell did you get an iPhone 8 out of this deal? Or you're not there yet? No. The bitch, okay. I, 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 kept, I pushed and I pushed okay. and I pushed and Good I pushed. Good for you. And I said... Don't jerk me around. You chose the wrong person to jerk around. I've been a customer yes. for 20 years. Oh, yeah. Do not push me around. I said, there's Verizon. There is a, there is a Sprint. There is T-Mobile. There are plenty of other places I can go. You don't want my money every month? I'll go give it to someone who does. Don't push me. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. So I ended up calling back and speaking to someone else on Wednesday afternoon. He found everything in the file. It did take some time, but I got two phones. So he, so they gave you the buy one get one deal. Despite I, but I paid. Show. But I paid for. I didn't. I paid for it up front. We did a little oh, bit good. differently. So rather oh. than putting it on my bill, like my seven is right now, right. I said I paid for it up front. But I'm committed now for 24 months, and I kept saying to them over and over again, "Let me make sure I understand this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you this amount of money." You are going to charge me. So on my credit card, I'm going to see a charge for this amount of money. In exchange for that, I'm committed to you for the next 24 months. Should I leave you for any reason and go to another company, I owe you the full price of the phone. Mm-hmm. Am I understanding okay. you correctly? Yes, you are. That would be like the early termination penalty. Exactly. Exactly. So I still mm-hmm. have 24 months. I said, I'm fine with that. I just want to make sure that I'm understanding this correctly. I don't want to get a bill next month and see that I owe, you know, $10,000 or something. And this does not affect my plan whatsoever. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. Phones so came on Friday. And yep, they, they overnighted me the phones. Got nice. them on fr- or not overnight. They, they shipped out Thursday morning. I got them Friday. Yes, yeah, so it was a pretty much overnighted and got them set up Friday night. And here we are. So okay. you have an eight and your son has an eight? Yes. And your and your husband has the seven. Yes, I gave him my seven. I, okay. when he came, I, I got his phone. I got his phone all set up, and then when he came home from work Friday night, I popped out the SIM card and put it in his new phone, or yeah, put it in the iPhone seven. Okay. And so when they sent you the phone, it was already like an activated SIM card for you. No, it was no? activated for my husband because oh, oh, okay. I did not have an upgrade, but he did. 
So right. to make it easier, we I ordered it for him. Right. And I called AT&T and they took, before I even opened the box, they took the phone and they changed it to my phone number. Yes. So that my, my phone, phone number, number, yep, so mm-hmm. that my phone, my iPhone 7 was an iPod touch at that point. Right. Okay. So then I wiped it out. I went into his iCloud because I have his name and his password. I went into his iCloud. I downloaded everything onto the iPhone 7 mm-hmm. so that he could still use his 5S until he got home. That's what we did. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then when he got home from work, I popped out the SIM card, yep. threw out my SIM card, put his into the 7, restarted the phone, and here we are. Okay. Now, so I'm curious. Did you Where get did your, your SIM card come from? From the brand new phone. When I called okay. AT&T, they, they just took, they switched the number. They okay. switched the number. Yep. Right. Okay. okay. Yes. Yeah. We have done that before too. So. And I, I was curious. I will you give get... AT&T that. They're pretty flexible when it comes to that stuff. If you, you tell get... them what you need, what you want, they're pretty good about it. Yeah. Did you get My... your unlimited uh, 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 data plan or not? Yes, I did. Okay. However, Okay. <laughs> However, oh my God, I spent, I cannot tell you how much time I've spent on the phone like the last three weeks with people's fuck ups. Yeah, right. <laughs> when I changed my plan, I did it the day my new, um, new billing period started because I didn't want any of this prorating garbage. Yeah. So I went into the store. Did I do it in the store? I can't remember. Yes, I did. I went into the store and I changed everything over to the new billing plan. Okay. Which meant when I got my bill this past week, it should be reflective of the prior plan. No, they put the new plan on. And not only did they put the new plan on, the numbers were wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> so I had to call them and say, number one, you billed me for the new plan when it should have been the last month of the old plan. Second of all, mm. the numbers for the new plan are wrong. Like seventy dollars wrong. I swear that's how they make their money. All of these, all of these phone companies. I swear that's how they make their money. They make their money off of people that are not like you or I or anybody here that goes and questions everything and bitches about it until it yeah. gets corrected the way it should be. Think about the millions of dollars that they make off of people who just don't know any better. Yeah. Well, this guy was great because I explained it to him. He goes, "Oh, okay, no problem." Now the bad thing is, I download all my bills and I keep them on a a separate drive. So the bill it's, he couldn't go in and change the bill itself, but he was able to give me a credit so that it was equal to what I should be paying. And I said, (laughs) okay, that's fine. And then he says to me, I said, my new bill from this time forward should be this amount. And he goes, no, actually it's this amount, which was less money. I said, I said, okay, that's okay with me. I'm, I'm good with that. I said, once you change that bill for me, I'm glad to pay it, but I'm not giving you a dime until I, re- you know, the bill is reflected to be correct. And I think it was, might've been yesterday. I went back and I looked, everything was correct, paid the bill. I'll it's pay your like bill every month. I don't have a problem have with do. it. You know, I don't have a problem paying the bill. You provide mm-hmm. a service, I'll pay the bill. Right. I want the bill to be correct. Once exactly. it's correct, I'm happy to pay you. Mm. Yeah, and you know, we I, I talked about my experience switch, uh, switching from Straight Talk to uh, AT and T uh, a few episodes ago, so I won't recap that. That's but, right. We're all three of us are on AT and T now. Yeah, huh. and um, 
like I said, I didn't have any problems because I went to the local store. I a lovely young lady there helped me, and I had trouble porting my number. I went back. I had to go back the next day. It's a thirty mile drive to get there, and she oh, still yes. couldn't get it fixed. And so she gave me a fifty dollar uh, credit on the account to reflect, you know, uh, having to do that. Now, what I will say is though we went with the the package that uh, Elisa was first talking about with the DirecTV. Yeah, you and do I, have the DirecTV to get. Yeah, and, I get. yeah and I'm, I was okay with that. I mean, I wanted the unlimited data, the uh, DirecTV. And for us, uh, they gave you a discount on the DirecTV. And so what we're paying now wasn't uh, much. I think it was actually just a little bit less than what we were paying because we were playing Sling TV, which was like 29 and I think we're paying 25 for DirecTV. So, it all worked out in the laundry, huh? Yeah. But, but that's fine, Mike, because right. you want a DirecTV, right. whereas but, they didn't even tell me that. Sure. That's what got yeah, me Yeah, that is really yeah. shitty. Well, they, they sprung it on us. I went, well, yeah, that's okay. That's fine. But now what we did, uh, and I should have just declined it at the time, but I thought, well, they offered three free months. Well, we get HBO for life with this plan, but they also offered Showtime and Stars, I think it was, for three months. And so I went, okay, and then we, I did watch a couple things on there, I guess. But uh, when it came time to get rid of it, you couldn't go on the DirecTV website, which is, I guess, part of AT&T. But you couldn't go on their website and just click and get rid of it. You had to call a number. You had to talk to them. And then they were trying to, well, couldn't we get you? We got this offer. And they just, like I said, no, we just don't really watch that kind of stuff too often. And so they were, and this is the first experience I've had. I know I've heard tales of people when you're trying to either they leave, uh, you know, a cable TV or trying to just uh, lower your package or keep trying to throw deals at you. And so this is my first real experience with something like that. And, you know, at some point you just kind of want to say, which part of freaking no, don't you understand? But I. Well, that's uh, the way it is calling AT&T. Every time I call them, they say, before you go, can I interest you in some direct TV? We're having a great sale. No, thank you. I'm 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 OK with it. I'm, yeah. I'm all set with my cable. Well, we're having a. No, I'm not interested. I've heard this before. Thank you. Goodbye. Yeah. They push it. They really push DirecTV. Uh, yeah, and like I say, I dealt with the store in uh, uh, in Watertown, and um, you know they, they they said okay, here's the stuff. And I'm like okay, you know, like I said, I was okay with that, but. Uh, I think if we would have said no, they would have went okay. Uh, you know, they were just trying to find me a good deal. So I say I'll. I'll sing the praises for the local thing and i've never had to deal with uh, uh calling them up yet that may be a whole new version of hell if i ever have to do that but hopefully if i can solve it just by going to our local store um you know i'll just deal with it that way then i wonder what it is about DirecTV. why are they pushing it so hard why is that like the new coke i think DirecTV people if you ever read their twitter feed or even AT&T, either you love it or you hate it. Even my yeah. uh, my one son who lives in Virginia, he's got DirecTV because where he lives, it's kind of rural. But even though he does live in a development, uh, it is kind of more of a rural area. They only have two different uh, uh, services that they can use for their internet and like bad and worse. Yeah, so, or a satellite. Yeah, so the, he's got DirecTV. And he said, usually it's pretty good, but if it rains, it goes out. Yeah. Because I've had it. That, that's why I wonder because it, it's mm-hmm. – I mean, that was a long time ago. But still, it really sucked because it was always weather dependent. Well, if it yeah. rained or it snowed, you were screwed. Yeah. But- which is when you want to watch your fucking TV. And then they did something which I hate this. When you know how when you sign up for a trial of something um, – like Mike, if you tried yeah. when you said you had three months. So let's say it was January 1st to March 31st and they let you 
cancel online. If you decided to cancel on February 1st, they'll say, okay, but you still have till March 31st for your trial because you might change your mind. You might decide you want to keep it after all. And then April 1st, you're done. Your trial is over. You have to pay if you want to continue watching. That's the way it's supposed to be when you have a trial. Now, of course, you can cancel and never look at it again. But you also know that in two weeks, you can say, well, let me see if there's anything on Showtime tonight. Well, when when Shane got the DirecTV, he also got, I think it was 60 days of HBO. And this is when Game of Thrones was on, and I didn't have HBO. I was going to say, they so time, he gave me, time he, it, they wait until those popular shows are yeah. right in the thick of it. Well, he gave me his his um, you know, his name and password so I could watch right. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he decided he didn't want it, so he canceled it, and they oh, no. canceled it right away. Oh, he didn't have that 60 days. I'm like, ah, (laughs) so I had to, (laughs) so I had to sign up for HBO for a month so I could watch the rest of it. But I mean, they they, for me like, wait a minute, you had 60 days and you canceled like day 29. They should have just said, okay, effective such and such a date, your 60 days is over. And that's that's not what they did. That's what I like about Hulu plus is we, we sign up for it. And we only pay like every 12 weeks because I put it on hold. Like I, I set up a calendar notification to let me know, you know, the bill is going to, they're going to charge the, the credit card soon. And then I go in and I check it. Like I wait a day or two and then I go in and then I put it back on hold again. But we get to watch it for the rest of those weeks until the, until it gets cut off. And then I have another calendar entry that reminds me, you know, it's going to get cut off. So if you're really invested on in, in a show or something, then either pay up or just wait. <laughs> so we just, you know, we just kind of wait. I mean, it's only like nine bucks a, a month, but still like I'm not paying nine bucks a month. I'm paying nine bucks. Like I'm talking about with the tax and everything. I'm paying nine bucks every 12 weeks. It's, it's not a month. You know what I mean? So, and then you binge. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what we do. Okay. You binge on the shows that you wanted. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was my iPhone eight update. The other update is, Photos is finally fixed. Yay. What do you think fixed it? You were talking about doing like a, you were going to go back to an older backup. and like right. Well, I emailed it. the guy that I was working with twice and he was just never responded. Well, finally he responded to me. I forget what day it was, but he finally responded. He goes, I apologize, but they pulled me off uh, my desk to do another job and I haven't been able to check my emails <laughs> and I'm going to be gone for another two weeks. So what you can, you can either wait for me. He goes, engineering, dig it back to me. But you can either wait for me to be done or you can call someone else and just give them your case number. I'm like, I'm not waiting two more weeks. It's already been a month. So I called right. somebody else. And this guy was great that I spoke to. I said, I have case number such and such. And he looks all over the notes and he goes, oh, okay, engineering took care of it. Um, they rebuilt your database. So he just had me turn iCloud back on. And he said, I will call you in about an hour and see how things are. An hour later, he called me back. And everything seemed to be looking good. It pretty much wow. took overnight for everything to populate because you're talking 16,000 pictures. So it took uh, a while. Yeah. It took a while. So, yeah. So it once I plugged everything in overnight, it my phone, my iPad, everything populated. So, yay, everything's working again. Some of those missing folders came back or albums came back. So what I'm doing now is I'm going oh, through. Even the missing stuff. albums? Yep. Wow. Yeah, and there are some it errors. for them to rebuild the database. Yeah, so some of the, there are a few errors, but those are my errors. I think those were albums that I created when I didn't know what the problem was. So that was me, not them. So that's fine. 
So what I'm doing now is I'm going through, I still have all those iPhoto events and iPhoto albums from you know the prior one was still iPhoto. So I'm going through and I'm just kind of deleting some of the stuff and then trying to see if other stuff that are important as albums that I want to keep if I still have the if I still have them as albums or if they are some of the albums that got screwed up and I have to drag back up. That makes any sense. Because you remember how with, with the events and iPhoto, like if you put something in I don't know. You took pictures today. It would come up uh, February 18th, 2018 as its own little event. I have a mm-hmm. ton of those. So those I'm just yeah. deleting. I'm just going through and going delete, 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 delete. Yeah, you know, those are awful. Picture- yeah. And then certain pictures I'm looking at, I'm making sure I have tags on them. Because that's how much I'm pretty much doing my searching now in photos is just doing tags. So mm-hmm. I'm making sure Keywords, I've got the proper tag. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like you know, See, Elisa, that's what I family wish we could or do that. I wish we could do that right from an, within iOS photos. Yeah, I was wondering about that because I'm looking like you can't really tag anything. You can search. Like, how do you? If all you are is an iPad and iPhone person, you don't. You have a Mac, right? You can search. So I could search Melissa and find all the pictures of you, but I can't tag you in iOS. Right, you couldn't add any other keywords like, okay, these are pictures of Melissa from this particular gathering. Yeah. Or I guess you least... could put it into an event. Well, see, and then we can't even use that because then you'd you'd have to know the date. You'd have to say, okay, Melissa and I went to this concert. You could look for, you know, there's always a way that you can, there's another way that you can look. But you're right, when it comes to search, I really want to be able to search using certain yeah, keywords. Yeah, because like, what I example, would do. Yeah, like like if you and I went to a concert together, I would tag it as Melissa, Elisa, concert, friends. Mm-hmm. So I could just do concert and the pictures of us would show up among my other concerts. Or if I just tagged Melissa, then all the pictures I have of you would show up, including those concert pictures. But like I want to do a search for Halloween. Now, Halloween is on the same date every year. And if I if I say the keyword and say search for Halloween pictures, it would be really great if it worked and it just said, okay, Halloween is on October 31st of each and every year. Let's just show all the pictures that that fall into that date. But then what if it wasn't that date? What if we went to a right. cute little parade two days before Halloween or two days right. you know, after Halloween or we something? Went to a party or something, yeah. That doesn't work. I mean, I specifically go in and, you know, for the kids, because that's like a Halloween for us is like one of those momentous occasions where the kids dressed up in a costume. And it's just one of those milestone age related markers that when you go and you look through just specifically Halloween pictures, you really get a sense for how much your kids have grown. That's just in my opinion. I mean, that's when I look at Halloween pictures, it's like, Oh, there's, you know, my, my son at two, there's my son at four, there's my son at six. And you can see how much they've grown. It's it's just, it's like, you know, when you, when you have them stand up against the wall, the wall and you like mark their, their height, that's kind of what it is for me in a digital sense. And I want to be able to search for that kind of stuff, but I want to be able to do it specifically and strictly through iOS without the use of a Mac. Now, I love using my Mac, don't get me don't get me wrong, but I'm working with more and more people that are strictly iOS. I want to be able to do those things. Why can't we do that? <laughs> that just seems like it should just work, you know? Now there's there's apps like things that let you see the EXIF information, but I want an app that not only shows me the EXIF information, I want to be able to edit it also. I want to be able to add those keywords to it. But that should be native. It should be. It should be yeah. native to at least add a keyword. But it should at least be, there should be an API that supports being able to use an app to do it. So maybe I just don't know about apps. I mean, if anybody's listening and knows an app that does that, that, that lets me go into my photos library on my iPhone without having to use my Mac, that lets me 
input keywords for a whole range of photos, I'd love to hear about it. I'd love to be yeah. able to select, you know, this range and say, okay, keyword tag. I think you're using tags. Like I'm using keywords, you know, tag it this word. Yeah, but that's, that should be native though. I mean, if you want to get, you know, really intense, then yeah, a separate app, but that should the be basic part should of be iOS. You know, it's for you to be able to put Halloween, holiday, family, friends, Melissa, Lisa, concert, Mike, you know, whatever, whatever right. your tag happens to be. So, right. So anyway, my photos are fixed. Yay. So I still have some work on my end, but that has nothing to do with the problems. That was just me never getting around to cleaning it up. So I'm in the process of cleaning it up. And then finally, based on our last episode, Mike, I bought the Ancestry DNA kit. Ah. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it was $69. And I said, you know something? Let's There's just do it. There's a sale, it. wasn't there? Yeah, it's on sale till next week. I think next Sunday is the last day. I believe the okay. 25th. And that was really gross having to spit into that little vial. <laughs> yeah, I had to like drool all over my all over my face, all over my fingers. I'm like, this is really gross. Well, can, you <laughs> I'm imagine, glad I'm alone. can you imagine the people and we're at women the women and we've had babies and we've yeah. had to give all kinds of yeah. specimens? <laughs> well, yeah. uh, can you imagine the people? The people at the other end having to open all them up. Uh, oh well, they're they're to... they're in their hazmat suits, you know. <laughs> yeah, hope so. Anyway. <laughs> you hope. Yeah, that was a little yeah, no, weird. I to do that. Yeah. But. I mean, it, it, it came quickly. I only, it only took a few days and I mailed it out. I think I got came, it came Thursday and I mailed it out Friday. Okay. So in four to six weeks, I should have some results. Is there like a little fill here lying on the tube? Yes. There is. <laughs> it said minus the bubbles. <laughs> you have to like, let it settle. <laughs> It said it, there's a black line because when you, I mean, not to be gross people, but when you, <laughs> you ahead, basically, you basically, you know, you get, you get all the saliva in your mouth and you spit into it a few times. And then there's like this little black line and it says fill line. And then the bubbles go on top of it. Because See, I would have stood, I would have gotten out like a plate of cookies or something that made me really hungry. Yeah. And you can't <laughs> and eat salivate. or drink half an hour beforehand. You have to yeah. eat like no food or drink for 30 minutes prior. Oh, I guess so I, I waited the third. I didn't read that. I guess I did it a few minutes after I got done eating. I thought, oh, shit, I better get this done. So. Oh, well, that's uh -oh. why you came out as Russian. That's right. <laughs> so Because I, I, I was about to do it, and I had just had something to drink. I'm like, okay, let me wait half. You know, so I, it was about 40 minutes because something that's else happened. Funny. I forgot what happened. And um, so then like I. you should redo it now. <laughs> spit, in, spit into my little uh, container, and then they give you a bag to seal it up in, and then a box, and then you just put the box in the mailbox, and. Wait right. for your results. And you have to uh, screw that little cap on, which releases a yep. stabilizing agent into it. Which would not come out. I'm like screwing you it because as you screw twist. it tighter, yeah, as you screw it tighter, it's supposed to release that blue stuff. And I'm turning, I'm turning, I'm turning. I'm like, <laughs> oh, great. I can't get this thing. <laughs> finally, it. Uh, I would have been like doing this all with the CSI theme music playing in the background, you know. <laughs> well, there are things that they, you have to fill out because you have to go on Ancestry first and you have to register it. And then they ask you some questions because you have your own little number and they ask you, like, do you want the data that they take from this to be anonymously uh, mixed in with other data so that they can do research on different groups of people and whatnot? I'm like, mm, no, no, yeah. I don't think so. I, no, no. My data is my own. Thank you. But they ask you some questions like if you want to do some sharing and if you want this and can other people find you, which is, I mean, some people are looking they just want to know their ethnicity, and that's that. And some people want to know if they have long-lost family out there. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm doing well, it for genealogy. People, I imagine this would be really helpful for people who are looking for marrow donors. Don't you think? I don't. I don't know. Because it doesn't. Don't, don't you have that. to be a certain match for something like a, a donation of marrow? Like blood is, is different, if, but I don't know if that's something that they're that you can tell from this. I right. wonder. I wonder if they can. No, that I would. I would think not. I would think not. Okay. There's another nope, one. Is it, is it 23andMe, I think, is the uh, yeah. another DNA? Maybe that's what I'm thinking of then. Yeah. Well, they do things They do Medical. things as far as, do you have any diseases? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's almost like a genetic testing kind of a thing. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. No. This, I'm, I'm just looking to see if who some of my relatives are. And so that I'm doing it for when my results come back, they'll be out there. And if there's some matches to, like, let's say Mike and I say you and I are related somehow. Mm-hmm. If you had a membership to Ancestry, you would be notified about me and I would be notified about you. This yep. is my understanding, at least. And then it would be up to either of us to say, hey, let me reach out to this person and see exactly how we're related. And then it would be up to you. Like, so if I reached out to you, it would be up to you to decide, do you want to respond to me or not? Which I would think you would because we both took the DNA test. Sure. Mm-hmm. So we'll um, see. And actually, I, I ended up getting one of my cousins to do it. So she's taken the test, too. That's cool. So it's consent all the way, which is really good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And what you get, because uh, when I got mine, um, I'm trying to bring it up here. I never did join Ancestry. I mean, I, I joined, but I didn't pay for a membership. So I just get your basic stuff here. But then, uh, yeah, so it says view your DNA matches. And I was talking to my sister because I didn't know all these people because she has done this. And, uh, yeah, I see that my uh, niece shows up in here because apparently uh, she did that, even though they list her as a cousin. It's my niece. But then they got people that... Uh, and one of the names I recognize on here, so it's one of my relatives in town here who I sort of know, but she's done that and uh, did her family too. Um, and so they showed up there as, you know, potential uh, matches. And then, uh, so that's like, they'll have like immediate family. So my brother and my sister show up on here. Uh, and then, like I say, my, my niece shows up. And then they got, they call it second cousin. So there's a bunch of people in there. And then they got third cousins, which is, you know, further down the line. Um, and so, yeah, if you see some people have their full name, some people will have, you know, um, just uh, logins or something. So if you see somebody there uh, whose name you might recognize, you know, it depends how deep you get into this. Uh, some people just throw stuff up there and then walk away. But uh, so if there yeah, is somebody, uh, yeah, if you see somebody on there that you might know, um, oh, and then it says to, uh, well, this, some of these are like managed by, so they may have done several and it's under one person's uh, account. Uh, so, oh. so there's like, uh, because this one here that I know that lives in town, I think she did hers and her mom and some other people on there too. So, um, so she went and clicked and collected all their spit and did it all under one account. Yeah, so I think they submitted <laughs> that that way, or she manages it, you know, so you don't have to have yeah. a whole bunch of different accounts. On yeah, there. you can't do that anymore, I believe. Like if oh. the three That's of us were related, muddy the waters. Well, I think it's like if, if the say the three of us are related and I had the account but you didn't, it used to be that I could be in charge of all three of you, but I believe now you each have oh. to have your own accounts. Okay. Hmm. I can order a kit for you, but you have to up you have to um 
Oh, I just lost the word. Almost um, like a family share share plan. Or you have to where... activate it. You have to activate it okay. yourself, and you have to have your own login. And if you choose to share it with me, you can, but you don't have to mm-hmm. because of privacy mm-hmm. issues and things like that. Sure. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. HIPAA laws and whatever, because this is technically yeah, medical. That would, that would stuff. apply. Um, so that, that makes sense. And yeah, so you get this list of people. And so I was just kind of sitting here while you guys were talking, leafing through there. And yeah, there's a few people on here. I, um, well, like I say, some of these, I do know some of these, oh, that name looks familiar. Um, and like I say, I, I'm not going to take it too much further because my brother and sister have done the McPeak side and the, 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 you're not going to go hunt them down and Facebook and connect to them. And <laughs> I've, I've done that. I barely connected. And I've people. connected with a few people. I've been connected with people, other people that have been doing these kinds of things and gotten cousins and stuff connected. And I mean, just with, I mean, Kevin's going to barf right about now. So (laughs) we know how he loves Facebook, but it has actually come in handy for getting family members uh, reconnected after so many years. Like I found that I had a cousin that I never knew I had and we connected the dots and it actually turned out to be of a uh, medical benefit to her because she was having some cardiac issues and I was able to tell her about our family's cardiac history, which isn't too good. And so I was able to help her make some better health related decisions based on, you know, like testing she needed, you know, well, do I need this? And it's like, yeah, you probably do, you know, those kinds of things. So I think that that's been helpful. And I have another relative, um, not in my immediate family, but in another um, family member's immediate family that is doing genealogy outreach and is trying to get people connected. And, Here's what I what I will say about that. I personally think it's a lot of fun and it's really great to see old time photos and learn about family ancestry and stuff. Like I have a whole big book that was given to me that I'm supposed to like, here, can you put this on the computer? Yeah, sure. I'll get right on that. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but Facebook does kind of make it a little bit easier to do those sorts of things. However, I know darn well that there are going to be family members that are going to be totally like Kevin would be one of them would be totally, totally skeeved out about it. That They'd be like, there's no way in hell I'm going to share that kind of information on Facebook with people. Whereas, you know, the whole family, not the whole family, but like a big portion of the family is already sharing pictures and stories and history and all that kind of stuff. It's already being populated, but there's still going to be a several family members that are like, nope, nope, not doing it. <laughs> but you know, with Facebook, you can do groups. Well, so that's that... what they're doing. There's, there's a, there's a group, there's a private group. You have yeah. to be, it's invite only. Yeah. But that way... there's still people that are like, nope, not doing it. Or you make a list so that mm-hmm. when you put something up, it's just those people. So that if you put up some information about your family, Mike and I don't see it as your friends, but right but only your family members do. Yeah. And I've done that for my family. And I'm the, what I'm talking about now is like another family, but I've done that for my family where we have like a, you know, clan reunions. I hate to use the word clan, but that's what they call it. You know, these reunions. And it's been really helpful because it's been like, I'm not even, I don't even go because I'm so far away, but it's been really helpful. Like one of my distant cousins and I put it together and that was like years ago and they, they used it now to like, I've seen pictures of my grandmother and I, I now see things that I never would have seen because we use that group because there's people that feel better knowing that it's a private group, that it isn't being shared. But the problem is there's still people that even though you tell them, look, it's a private group, 
no one else can see it. Nobody else on your friends list can see it. They're still like, nope, not doing it because they just don't like the idea of Facebook having access to any of their personal information. Never mind that it's already out there. Never mind that other family members are already talking about you, <laughs> you know, in some sense or another without your consent, basically. But it's still the fact that they don't want to give consent to an algorithm like Facebook. Mm -hmm. And I, right. I respect their right to privacy. I respect that. I'm not going to ever be one that forces someone like I have family members that are like, nope, not doing it, not getting involved, you know, and they're missing out. And it's really sad. And sometimes, you know, something will go on and it will only happen in a Facebook group in a private, you know, behind the you know closed doors, so to speak, Facebook group, and they're missing out on it. And it's sad, but that's their choice. And they understand the consequences of, of missing out. And they don't, not that they don't care, but they kind of don't care. <laughs> you know, that's just how it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Well, it's fascinating. Oh yeah. Well, then, like, uh, like ancestry or any good ancestry uh, 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 software, I like it. Uh, trying to establish relationships because um, things like you know they talk about third cousins twice removed and all that stuff, and it's kind of hard for some people to wrap their minds around. I can do it, but I I need the you know I need the tree because like you know siblings would go straight across, but then cousins would be like. Um, would be a, a uh, no a, a child of a, a no it'd be nieces and nephews his first his first cousin once removed yeah yeah uh, that yeah. kind of stuff and you know and uh, and like I say that confuses the crap out of some people and then some people just go yeah you know your second cousin's four hundred and thirty times removed no just you know whatever <laughs> um, but you know they're was, all cousins to me as far as I'm concerned yeah I'm, I'm like cousins. I, I just grew up with lots and lots of cousins, and I just think cousins are cool. Yeah, you know, that's basically it. But, you know, sometimes just the, the nerd in me comes out and says, well, actually, you know. Actually. We're, yeah, we, we're, we're second cousins because, you know, you know, you know and I say, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, that there's an inner nerd in me that sneaks out once in a while. Uh, but it is kind of nice to know that, so you can establish I don't think it's the other way around. Like I think there's like a, a regular inner person <laughs> yeah and the, the nerd is on the outside most of the times and then the inner regular person sneaks out once in a while yeah well and, and things too like i would always because i have or, well they passed away now but i had two half brothers and i always just would call them my brothers this is why do you have different names this is like you know 40 some years ago when that wasn't really quite a thing yet to have you know blended families like we do now and so then i just got to calling in my half brothers so that they we could hopefully skip the why different name our uh, discussion mm -hmm. all the right. time and it wasn't like i was denigrating because they're only my half brothers it just got easier for conversation that way and so i guess i've kind of gotten the habit of you know uh delineating things like that so you know it's like cousins or you know uh it, my niece uh or you know whatever so uh i just got in the habit of doing it and it, it's kind of nice to know because yeah you're my cousin's uh kid or you know my cousin's brother's kid, you know whatever you start doing that stuff sometimes i do it well, just to make stories yeah I just, sometimes the stories just, are fun about how people became to be a family oh, whether yeah. they're a close family or not they're still family they're still related somehow as much as the you, stories that make it interesting as much as you try to deny that but uh right, yeah, right. <laughs> um okay well and then um, we, we kind of veered off on the uh, ancestry stuff here, but uh, um, 
Melissa, are you having some problems with your uh, your uh, MacBook or she cries? As if you no. couldn't tell. As if you couldn't tell. <laughs> so it was interesting, um, you know, talking about trying to to suss out all these problems. Like I I really feel Elisa's pain because I go through this all the time. Like it, it takes a long time to get these kinds of problems fixed mm-hmm. because there's so much like triaging and investigation that needs to happen. So I'll just, just give you an example of what I'm talking about. I've been having you know mul- a multitude of, of problems, not enough that's going to make me say, "Oh my God, I hate Apple. It's all doomed," and like I'm never going to like use this. No, no, that's a bunch of bullshit. I love my computer. I love my Mac. I'm never not going to like have a Mac because of this. I deal with it. It's just part of how life is. And if anything, it makes me a better technician because when I have to deal with these problems. I always look at it as an investment as much as it pisses me off and as much as it is going to like, it's going to, I'm, I'm going to suffer some productivity. There might be some times where I might not be able to do my job as, as well as I'd like to be able to do it because I'm going to have to send this Mac out. I mean, there's just, there's no ways around it. I have Apple care. I've paid for it. I might as well get my use out of it. The issues that I'm having like predominantly is a, is a video. I believe it's either a video card issue issue or just an issue with the display. It's one of the two things or a combination of the two. But every day that I sit down to it, I go and either wake it up from sleep or I'll just sit down to it. It's usually probably it's usually a wake from sleep issue. And and I've just been suffering those ever since I've had this. Um, But I'll open up the lid or I'll wake it up. And there's this line running across the screen with a bunch of other lines. And it's basically like Half, the top half of the screen is good and the bottom half of the screen is all grainy and it's a bunch of lines. So it's just this, this screen. There's definitely a hardware issue at fault here. This is not software. It's not my dock. It's not my other peripherals because it happens with and without them. It happens, you know, after rebooting and not being attached to anything. So, but that's what I'm saying. Like there's this long weeding out, ruling out process that you have to do. You have to, you know, rule it out and be able to isolate what is the issue. So I've been there, done that. I've, I've isolated. I know that I'm going to need to send it out for servicing. But in the in between there, I've had some other issues. And that's what I, I shared an email with you guys about. I'm having this really wonky thing happen. But when Elisa talks about her issues with photos and iCloud and having to have the database rebuilt, it makes me think that this is not like a video issue. I think this is definitely an iCloud slash um, iWork either. Now, I haven't noticed it with with numbers, but it's definitely with pages that comes from the iWork suite. I don't even know if they call it that anymore. I'm pretty sure that they do because iWork is still considered a collaboration tool, just like Google Sheets or or Google Drive is. So I think they're kind of similar in that regard. So it's definitely either it's a it's something to do with iWork in the cloud not syncing properly. Like there's definitely some kind of iCloud slash iWork nefariousness that's at play here and the problem that i'm having is i get this this glitchy um redraw issue where i'll be working in a page pages document and i'm in full screen and now this is the way that i like to work so for example i'm I'm, the example that i'm using is an invoice like i i make all my invoices in pages and i'm typing up my notes and i have a very specific like i'm not even using a template what i do is I have a document and I've set it up the way that I like it and it has all the features that I want to use. 
And then I basically just do a save as, or I duplicate it. I actually physically duplicate the document. I rename it. And then I just change the text that's on there. I change the dates. I change all of the, you know, the variables basically. And I go along and this has been working for years. <laughs> I've been doing this for probably two years now. And just in the last, I don't know, six months or so, I had this issue where I'm in full screen and all of a sudden the top toolbar disappears. There's just nothing there. And if I have the ruler turned on, the ruler kind of like slices across the page. And as you scroll, it scrolls with the ruler like in the center. It's just this weird redraw thing. And so I finally get sick and tired of it. And I took a bunch of screenshots. Now, of course, remember, this takes time to do this stuff. It takes time. That's why Elise is so run down about it. That's why I'm being <laughs> run down about it. Because it takes fucking time it and does. and energy and uh, and we're not getting paid for this time. You know what I mean? Like this is, like I said, I just said, like, I like to look at it as an investment. It is my time. I'm not getting paid for it. However, I'm learning from it. That way, if it happens to a client, I can then get paid for that time because I can say, oh, I had this problem too. I know how to fix it. Or, oh, you know, we have to escalate this up a level or whatever. At least I'll know what to do if the time ever ever happens. I hope it doesn't happen to somebody else. But if it does, at least I'll be prepared. Like that's the silver lining that I'm looking at here. So I took the time and the energy and I documented the hell out of this and I took screenshots and I annotated it and I pointed with arrows here. Look, here's what it's supposed to look like. Here's what happens when it gets all foobard, you know, and this is not normal. This is not okay. So I posted it into the Apple communities and they're pretty good about this. This is, we were talking about like customer service and AT&T and, and Apple support and things like that. This is the second time that this has happened where I have posted something. And normally I think what happens is a bunch of people are like, oh yeah, that's happening to me. Oh yeah, that's happening to me. And it gets enough attention that it, you know, basically starts to get people globbing onto it, that this becomes like a real issue. And then Apple looks into it. Well, both times that this has happened to me, I've posted it. And I honestly, I'm not trying to sound like conceited or anything, but I really do believe that if you take the time to document the hell out of it and really you know, show this is what the problem is, you can see here's an example of it, then I think they pay a little bit more attention because this is the second time that I've done it this way where I've posted pictures, what's going on, and clearly explained it. Like, I'm not just some asswipe in there like, oh, this is a problem and Apple sucks and they need to fix it. No, like, here's a problem. This is what's happening. Here's the documentation. Here's what it's supposed to look like. Here's what it doesn't look like when it's broken. You know, here's what I did to troubleshoot. Here's what I did to get to this problem. Like I've already done all the work. I've already done all the triaging. And I think then they take it a little bit more seriously. So now Apple has reached out to me. And again, like I said, this is the second time. Um, the first time it was also another iWork issue. It was with printing. You know, it had something to do with the, the print not showing up the way it was supposed to. And they kind of resolved it. Like now it's not an issue anymore. It's one of those things where it was like a bug fix and I think they fixed it. So, because I haven't had that issue since then. So this is one of those same things. I posted pictures of it. Now here's what's different about the situation. <laughs> this kind of has me rubbed a little bit raw about it. Why I wanted to talk about it is not only did they get back to me, they got back to me, you know, they, they show that they're taking it really seriously, but then they have this whole like demands list of what I need to do next. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Really? Now, now the problem's still not resolved. You know why? Because now I have to go through this other litany of all, you guys saw the email 
of all the stuff that they want me to do. They want me to install profiles. They want me to send them some kind of systems diagnostic report. They want me to answer these questions. They want me to send them a sample that you guys were talking about spit in a tube. (laughs) (laughs) I have to send them a fucking iWork example of, of this document. And at first I was like, Oh, hell no. I'm not sending them like, cause what they, what I was working on at the time was a, was an invoice for one of my clients and that's, you know, client privilege. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to divulge that information. And they're even telling me like, okay, if it's got, you know, personally identifiable information, basically what they're saying in this, this litany of things is redacted, right? It's like, oh, come on. But it, then I have to take time to redact all the information and if I'm doing that, I'm not, then I'm destroying my original document and I don't want to do that. If anything, they're going to get a copy of it and then I would redact yeah. it. But then I was like, oh, fuck that. Like, I don't want to have to go and redact all that information. So then, then my quest came to be like, okay, so what they're trying to get at, like, is it a font issue? Is it a problem with just this document? Is it like something that's buggered up in iCloud? Like, I, I get it. I get what they're trying to suss out. And so that led me to like, okay, well, maybe... I need to make a new document. I, I, I told them in my, my bitch about it basically was that I could reproduce this. And so I have been able to reproduce this. I can't, in other words, like, okay, happen now. And like at a snap of a finger, it's like, it just happens over time. So what I've been doing is like every time it happens, and this is the screen redraw thing that I'm talking about pages, I start taking screenshots of it. So I have been able to reproduce the issue in a non-invoice document. So now I do have a document that it's happened to. I'm like, okay, here's a document that I created with like screenshots of my specs. Cause you know, they were asking me questions like that I already answered, but they, they want them, I guess, in a formal response back to them. Okay. Here's my, here's what type of machine I have. Here's the, the system software that I'm running on it. Here's the version of pages that I'm using, yada, yada, yada. I made a pages document that documents all that stuff. You know, basically it's like, okay, here's all your answers. And, oh, by the way, this one's fucked up too. So here you go. So that's what I'm in the process of doing. So it, it's just like, oh, it just takes forever to get these these issues rectified because I'm dealing with this thing with, with iCloud and pages that I have to document and send that off to them. I have to go and follow, you know, follow all of their instructions and spit in the tube in a proverbial sense and like, you know, send off the, the results. And then in the meantime... I'm dealing with hardware issues, which could be contributing to this. I don't know, but I don't, I think they're two isolated things. It's just still nonetheless, a, yes, I'm having problems is the short, the short explanation of it. So now I have to document it all, send it off about the software issue that I'm having. And then I still have to send my machine out, like my baby. I have to like package it up and send it out. I'm, I'll be damned if I'm going to the Apple store to do this. Cause I know damn well, I'm just going to call them up. I'm going to call Apple care I'm going to try to just cut to the chase and be like, nope, this is a hardware problem. Here's why I think that is. And they'll say, yeah. And I'll say, send me the box and I'll put it in the box and I'll send it out in the box and I'll go to Texas. They'll do what they need to do. And then, yeah. <laughs> oh God, bend over, right? Um, <laughs> so yeah, you can't see the chat and that's probably a good thing. Um, so I'm just going to send the box and send off. But before I could do that, I have to plan for these things. You know, I have to plan, like, what am I going to do in the meantime? Um, and one of our lovely listeners actually wrote to me and heard me complaining about this another time and said, you know, I'll, I'll lend you a Mac if you need to. And I think that is so sweet. That's so amazing. It's it's wonderful that we have people that listen that, <laughs> that really care and want to help us out. 
I, I may take them up on the offer, but I'm going to try to avoid that. I, so now my next quest is what can I get done with my iPad? Like, you know, I'm trying to look at the things that I'll need to do within a week's time with my Mac and see if I can try to get it done on my iPad. So that'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah, that so could, that's my, that's my grape. <laughs> so that could be a discussion when you uh, come to the other end of this problem to see what, how much of a replacement can an iPad be for what you mm-hmm. do? Yeah. Yeah. For what I do. I mean, right. There's there's a lot of things that I'm sure I could do with an iPad. It's just that it wouldn't be as it wouldn't feel as good. It wouldn't be as enjoyable. It would just be different. It wouldn't be bad. It wouldn't be good. It would just be different. And I just don't think I would be as happy it would doing be a, it. It'd be a different workflow you had to wrap your mind around. Um, yeah. And I mean, yeah. I've got it's not exactly the same because I have my Mac Mini for doing this stuff, but my iPad. Because I, I haven't fired up my poor MacBook there um, in several months because my mobile solution is my iPad. Now, I don't do the kind of things that you know you guys do, but um, that it's just easier for me to grab an iPad to go somewhere. And I realize now I don't really need a MacBook as long as I got my Mac Mini for doing the podcasting and, and editing and that kind of stuff. Um, I realized I, you know, I don't really need that MacBook anymore, and I should probably do something with it. But the blast of keyboard has issues, and I just didn't want to spend the money to to fix it. So it, it's sitting back there. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And I know uh, uh, when you know Mark uh, Greentree uh, was podcasting with us here, uh, he tried. Uh, he went. I forget how long it was, several months. That was a few years ago. A few months, I think, it was trying to do iPad only, and he realized that, no, at some point he does, for depending on what he's doing, he does need a MacBook for certain things. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't think... Yeah, that's why I think the Mac will always be around. It's yeah. just, yeah, plenty of people have done it, and I'll do it, and it'll be fun, and it'll be geeky, and I'll totally nerd out on it, and it'll be fine, but and eh, I, th- I, th- I like my Mac. I think <laughs> for a lot of people, an iPad... Uh, uh, works for them but you know not us because we do things we do photos we do podcasting we do that kind of stuff that uh uh does require more than what the mac will do or the uh ipad will do although there's been times when i've been sitting here and um i had an idea to put in the show notes or something i just pull up uh, uh google drive and put something in there so for things like that uh it does work um but yeah i don't think we're quite to the pl- uh, point where for um, well, for certainly for us nerds, that the uh, iPad is a going to be a suitable substitute. Yeah, I think it just really, really depends on your personal needs, and it's just it's so different for everybody. And I know people who you just with my clientele that have been wanting to get the Mac out of their workflow, and I can totally see why. I'm not, I I am an Apple apologist to some degree, but I still maintain that it really. It just depends on the person's need, and that's what I support. I think it's a very – I've always said this. It's a very holistic process. You really have to look at all the parts and the tasks that you're trying to accomplish. And there have been several clients now where they wanted to get rid of the Mac, and they just wanted an iPhone and an iPad. They realize that there's a difference between those two also. They don't want to just have an iPad and not have an iPhone, and they don't want to have just have an iPhone and not an iPad. And so it has really – started to work for some people and they're happy. They're happier 
without having the overhead of the Mac. They just didn't need it. They just, all of the things that they could do. And we went through that process and made sure that they were comfortable with it before we took the Mac away. We, we kind of like weaned them off of it. And I've, I've had other consultants and other people say to me like, what are you doing? You know, no, that's the worst thing you could do. I'm like, well, but you're not the client, <laughs> you know, and they're the ones that are saying that this is what they want. And, you know, I try to leave them with enough backup solutions to, okay, well, you know, maybe we'll take the Mac out of the situation, but we're going to leave it there. We'll just like, we'll set it on the desk, but we'll turn it off and we'll leave it there. And if you don't touch it in a couple of months or a year or whatever, then that tells you that, you know, you just don't need it. That's just all there is to it. It just depends on, on their needs. But then I've also gone the other direction where I've had a client who, oh, they're so sweet the the wife like lovingly bought the husband an iPad Pro because she in her interpretation she sees the husband struggling with the Mac and thinking that he's unhappy when in actuality the reality is is he's yeah he might be unhappy like in that he's frustrated with some of the things not getting to work the way that he wants to but it just takes training but he still prefers the Mac and so she out of the kind of of her heart thought, well, I'll just get him the iPad Pro and then maybe that'll be, you know, a replacement for it. And it turns out like he barely ever touches it. <laughs> you know, mm. it's just, he prefers the Mac and that's just how it is. It, it suits his needs better. That He can get progress. He can, he can make progress on things. He can get things done. You know, it's still a struggle, but he can get it done. Whereas trying to fight the whole learning curve of learning how to do it on the iPad is just too much for him. But God love her for trying, you know. Oh, <laughs> That's just yeah. how it is. Okay. Well, I think we've kind of, you know, uh, gone through our trials and tribulations and woes and woebegones. But so well, let's move to our picks where we're going to talk about hardware. Uh, so um, Everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's, okay. let's start with Melissa because, yeah. Um, uh, kind of dovetails. Yeah, it does. It, 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 uh, this is actually a better segue than the last one I was trying to drive there. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> what's uh, uh, So, Melissa, what's your pick for this week? So, my pick is kind of like two parts. One's just silly and one's more practical. So, my pick is actually going to be a webcam. And the, the other the reason for this, and I, I might actually, actually buy this, this might actually turn into an actual real pick instead of just a, a play money thing. It, it kind of depends. I might go with the other one. But my pick is going to be a webcam. And it's the, I had surveyed you guys earlier, and both you and Kevin recommended this. This is the Logitech HD Pro Webcam C920 model. Now, this one is probably, I might not go with this one. I might go with the one that's prior to this. I forget what the model number is, but it doesn't, like, I don't think I, this might be overkill for my needs. It's on sale right now, so it just fits in. It just fits in just at the bottom of our of our list there. It's on sale for $52.99. So it just fits in above the $50 bottom mark. Uh, so that's why I picked this because, and I'll tell you why, because the webcam that's attached to this MacBook Pro sucks. It's really bad. And that, you know, you guys always, we wanted to do video in the beginning and like for in the beginning it was me holding us back because my bandwidth really sucked. And every time I'd put on video, it would just, make the audio suck even worse. And so I just haven't really had much of a use for a webcam until recently. I think my dad and I were going to FaceTime and I went and used the, the webcam on my Mac instead of my iPhone because I was doing something and I think I needed to have the iPhone in my hand or whatever. There was a reason for it. I was like, well, this really, really sucks. I, it just, it's, it's just not good. It's not good at all. It's very grainy. And I was thinking, oh shit, now this is just another one of my hardware issues that I'm having, you know, to just add to the list. 
But no, it just really sucks. Like I, I went and did some research and it's not just me. This is not a fault of this particular model um, or this this machine, I should say. But this model of machine is known to have just really sucky webcam. There's just something about it. So I thought, well, that's not going to improve anytime soon. And I'm a little bit pissed that, yeah, you know, you pay a premium for these machines. You would think that the webcam should be really, really good in it. But I also understand the physics or the engineering that goes behind it, that you can't have such a good webcam with such a small slim factor, you know, slim um, form factor. Okay, fine, whatever. So yeah, I'll have to probably spend a little bit extra money to get an external webcam if I'm really serious about doing any kind of webcam kind of, you know, stuff. I was going to do like demonstration videos for products, you know, things like that. So but yeah, I'm looking into it. So that's my play money pick. And there's probably... Um, there's probably another webcam that's probably just right for me in a, a little bit later for a, a price range. But the other part of this that I think is funny is when I went to do the search for this, can you believe that the Apple EyeSight webcams are still fetching over $300? <laughs> well, and there's only one left. You better jump on that, baby. I know, right? Well, no, I'm not. And I'll tell you it's why. It's I, it is. It's a novelty. But the funny thing is, I have one of these fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I have one in my garage right now. Like, I should go get it and, like, put it in a nice box and, like, take better care of it. <laughs> well, yeah. And, uh, oh, oh, this is Firewire. Okay. This could be really yeah, interesting. Yeah. But, see, I have I have an OWC dock that has a Firewire on the back of it. So, I could still use this. So, I'm thinking about going out and putting this thing on and firing this puppy up to see what happens and see if it's any better or worse than what is already in my 2016 MacBook Pro. <laughs> oh, we should. Yeah. It says there's one left for $349 plus like five bucks for shipping. <laughs> so, Date first I, available, January 13th, 2006. Yeah, so it is I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine it would work. Yeah, I wonder. You need so that, I'll, have to, I'll have to report. I'll have to report back on this and see if I got it to work. That would be really, really funny if this thing to work. You <laughs> probably put it in there. It's probably going to say drivers for this. What exactly? Yeah, I wonder. Uh, it'll just be fun just to hook it up and see what kind of problems I have with. <laughs> yeah, it'll probably <laughs> because this is what we do. We are the geekiest show ever, right? <laughs> well, yeah, you'll probably get this message from Apple saying, "Hey, you know." 2006 called and they want their camera back. They want their uh, yeah, webcam back, like, their eyesight. Yeah. <laughs> this this could end up being, and it would really suck if the FireWire was better than the one in your 2000. Right. That's what I'm saying. 2016 yeah. MacBook? How old is it? 17? Yeah. It, it's a 2016. Okay. Yeah. So that would really suck, but, you know. Uh, okay. This, <laughs> this could be comic material for a, another podcast. But now, apparently. <laughs> Uh, Elisa and I was on the same wavelength because I found my pick, put it in the show notes, and I happened to look at hers. And we are, we have, well, not the same thing, but the same kind of idea. So, uh, Elisa. Maybe you guys are related. Maybe so. <laughs> well, I'll find out. I'll find out pretty soon. Well, there you we're, go. We're uh, we're uh, siblings from the uh, the same climate. I mean, I I don't know. We're I think we're both pining for something. So, Elisa, what? Uh, tell us about your pick. Well, this one is called MoviePass, moviepass.com. Oh. And this is a. S- oh, wait a minute. You changed it because when I looked in here earlier, it was a Chase no. Lounge. 
Sure. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, it was a Chase Lounge, but I okay. changed it to well, movie now, I, now I sound stupid. Well, I always do. <laughs> I just confirmed We it. aim to please. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, because when I looked earlier, when I put mine in, you had a Chase Lounge, and then I'm going. I did. Move. Okay. All right. You you sucker. I did. I did. I did. And I changed it today to the the movie pass. And this is a service that you have to use. You have to have an iPhone or an Android phone. And it lets you watch one movie a day at no extra charge. You pay, I believe it's normally $10 a month, but right now they're doing a special for $7.95 a month, Mm. but you have to do an annual subscription, which comes to $95.40. But then they have the, what kills me are these damn processing fees, like on Ticketmaster, they do a 1995 fee. So the grand total is $115.35. But in return, you get to go to the movies every single day for 365 days. The only limit is you can go to one movie a day. So you can't just sit there all day long in the movie theater. But knowing that a movie is like $15 now, if you just go once a month, you're ahead. Right. Uh, so yeah. they have something on their website where you type in your zip code just to make sure that there's a movie theater in your location. So you don't spend the money and say, I have to drive an hour to get to the movie theater that will accept this. Yeah, see, I've heard them talk about this on um, uh, Cord Killers with Brian Brushwood and Tom Merritt. Um, and they talk about Movie Pass. And, um, yeah, and there's been a few people write in on it. And there was a, uh, even one guy that was sort of uh, scamming him. Not quite scamming but it wasn't quite legit either uh he would he bought this movie pass and then he would go um into the movie theater because he happened to work in the same place where the movie theater was and just use his movie pass to get a ticket he wouldn't even go see the movie but he had a loyalty card for that chain so then he was racking up loyalty points so when he did go see a movie he could get a free drink or a you know free popcorn or something like that so there was somebody there's always going to be somebody that's going to try and you know scam the system there um but uh, from what i've heard uh there's a lot of people um it seems like I mean it. Uh, they've talked about it at different times, and I mean it's legit. And it seems like it, yeah. they're doing it, so it looks like they may make a profit. They may be at this for a while, uh, and I think maybe they're uh, working on selling metrics to uh, uh, you know the uh, movie. That's how they make theaters. their money. Because yeah. from what I heard, I forget what podcast I was listening to, but the way they make their money is you go to the movies and then. MoviePass reimburses the theater the price of the ticket. And the way they're making their money is they're getting data on you as a moviegoer to sell to advertisers. So that's how they're – so you know that – well, you may not know. You pay and do the product. Yeah, yeah. But if you're someone who likes to go to the movies – now, I'll be honest. I do not enjoy going to the movies. It's not really – it's just – it's too much sensory overload. And I will not pay $15. I absolutely will not do it. But I said to my husband, what do you think? I mean, for this price, if we go twice a month, we've made out. And I don't know if we're going to do it only because we're going to be buying a subscription to our local theater to see some shows, especially because Hamilton is one of them Mm -hmm. next year. And the only way we're going to get tickets is if you become a member of this theater because those tickets are going to be ridiculous to get, just impossible to get. But also my husband works 15 hours a day, four days a week. And mm-hmm. 10 hours a day, the fifth day. He's mm-hmm. like, well, when are we going to go? Mm-hmm. So that's the issue because it's one per person. So it would cost $115 for me and $115 for him, which 
in if you look at it, that's not three hundred dollars to go to the movies all year long. It's not a lot of money, not at all. But if you only go once every couple of months, then right. it's a problem. Well, I think that's so. The- that's probably the other way that they're making their money, too, is hoping that people will get this, and kind of like a gym membership. Uh, you get it with good intentions, and then you just don't go as often as you should, but you're still paying uh, paying mm-hmm. for it. So that's probably – I don't think they're necessarily banking on it, but I, you know, I think it's part of their financial plan. And uh, I've thought about it because uh, Deb and Are I – Seeing the screen that I'm seeing? Because it's a $7.95 a month for a limited, limited time offer. But, yes, and that comes to ninety five forty for the year. But right, ninety five forty plus nineteen ninety five for a processing fee. Oh god, okay, so nice. which is one hundred and fifteen. Yep, yeah, and that's on an annual membership. You have to pay up front. Yeah, right. And uh, so the cost saving is like I don't know fifty cents a month or something. It's still it's a minor cost savings, but it's something. Um, I think it's normally nine ninety nine a month. Yeah, it it what they started out at fifteen and then they dropped it to ten and now they've got this deal going so it's like nine fifty I think by the time you do the math or something like that. So I wish you, they yeah. had like a tier. I wish they had tiers or something that you could join because uh, this would be good for my husband only because he does. For us, it's like a couple of times a year. You know what I mean? Like I can mm-hmm. we do go to the theaters, but it's definitely like for like for definitely for like certain things. Like we always do the Star Wars. We always do our birthdays. But my my husband has a brother that lives far away, and they do like a thing. It's really cute. Like they'll go and they'll pick a day, and they're in different time zones, but they'll go see the same movie that day. So it's almost like they watched it together, but they were apart. So it's really cute. But they do that a couple of times in the year. So I almost wish there was a tier where I could like give them a gift to do that. that, That would end up saving them money. And you see, we go to movies once in a while. I don't even know if we average once a month, but for in order for us to make it pay, we'd have to go at least twice a month because our movie tickets yeah. are like seven fifty here. Um, if you go for you know um, matinees or whatever, uh, so I, I but. And I don't know. We should go to movies a little bit more often because we they built a nice uh, theater in Watertown. It's got the reclining seats. It's got the you know all the all the nice stuff there. So it's a nice theater to go to. And there are some movies. I kind of wanted to go to Black Panther this weekend. I don't know if we will or not. But um, yeah, we should go a little bit more because it's nice to get out and get out of the house once in a while. Yeah, you guys aren't like retired yet, but like you're no. getting close to that. For you know, you well, it's tough that. though because like we're paying for. Netflix, Amazon yep. Prime, we have mm-hmm. HBO, Cinemax, and Showtime now. We just changed over our cable subscription, so now that's part of the plan. So now we've got all that. Yeah. And then we're going to be going to the theater, and I've got a bunch of concert tickets. Like, well, what am I supposed to then also – and then also coming up at the end of the month, my MLB subscription renews because baseball starts in the end of March. You're going to be busy. <laughs> so I've got that. Yeah. It's like, well, when are we going to go to them? Because I said to my husband, maybe I'll just go without you. I'll go by myself. <laughs> he didn't like that too much, which I wouldn't do. So I don't know if for us in particular, we would get any value for it. But I think if you're the kind of person that enjoys going to the movie, your job is more of a nine to five where, you know, you've got your evenings and weekends free. I think this is a great deal. And yeah. also, if you don't want to do it for the whole year. Maybe you can just try doing it for a month. But if you do that, my understanding is you won't be able to then turn around and get the annual price because this is as limited time offer, new subscribers only. Right. Mm. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So like I say, if you go to movies a lot, this is actually a good thing. 
I was hoping, you know, maybe encourage us, but yeah, I've thought about it. But yeah, so, okay, since you pulled this last minute switch on me and you <laughs> put through the movie pass in there, at one point we were on the same wavelength. And so I yes. still have my uh, pick in here. And I'm thinking ahead. I'm thinking towards summer. I'm thinking when this blasted winter weather leaves and a person can maybe spend some time outside, uh, which, again, I should do more often, get out of my little hole down here. Uh, I got a hammock here because I thought it'd be kind of cool to lay out in the sun and, uh, you know, work on getting my skin cancer up to date. And, uh, <laughs> I'm not a much of a sun person. I've worked out in the sun a lot. so But it would be kind of cool to lay outside on a nice day and in the shade of the tree and uh, kind of, you know, just soak up, uh, you know, as long as the wind doesn't come from the north and we get the pig farm or it comes from the south and we get the, the cow lot down there. But um, just lay outside and, you know, be part of nature a little bit. And, uh, uh, and like I said, I'm just thinking about summer. I'm waiting, you know, the, the time that Kevin hates and the rest of us uh, love and Melissa lives in perpetual summer down there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but so like I said, now, I'm this just, would be a great thing for us out here in our tree. Yeah. Oh, and the mocha one is even less. Uh, yeah, and this is so. This is a hammock with a stand. I mean, we do have some trees I could probably sling it between, but uh, I just kind of like the idea of a stand because then I can take it mobile. I can drag it around the yard uh, wherever I want, yeah. and so that's that's one hundred and twenty dollars, uh, and it looks like a nice one. I mean. Uh, it uh, supports 450 pounds, not that I weigh that much, but it says it's uh, it will accommodate two people. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> just no. You know, people, you know, stop, stop, stop it, stop it. Okay. Uh, and um, sleeping people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to invite strangers into my hammock. No, uh, that would just be wrong. Uh, but no, and, uh, and they got different colors here, but I just thought, like I say, I'm, Getting cabin fever, not as bad as I've had it some winters because this winter hasn't been that bad. But it's just to that point where, okay, it's been cold, it's been crappy, there's snow. I want to see green grass. I want to hear birds. I want to be able to walk outside and not have to determine how many layers of clothing I need to put on so I don't end up losing body parts to frostbite. I'm just kind of tired of the winter drag. So, yeah, I'm I'm thinking about spring and anxiously awaiting for it to come. So. Uh, I want to order this with expert assembly and see what kind of an expert they send out. <laughs> it's only an extra 115 bucks. <laughs> Some guy with falling down jeans named Fred. <laughs> yeah. And Melissa, you can put this together yourself because I ordered something similar to this and I put it together myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I, I see because you know, Amazon offers expert assembly and it's like probably twice of the price of some of the products. Do they have that here for this one or not? I see if they will come and set up your tech stuff for you. I've seen and it's like, yeah, uh, this one has expert assembly. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't. Uh, I'm not. Yeah. Toward uh, underneath the colors. $112.19. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, That's interesting. It says $115.49 here. You guys get different prices. Well, I suppose it, and maybe, uh, and see, I'm not seeing expert assembly because maybe there's nobody in this uh, part of the country. <laughs> no experts in your area. <laughs> that can slide pipes together. Okay. Yeah, typical expert. assembly time, one hour. Removal of packaging materials to customer's bin. <laughs> Moving product to another location is not included. Oh my! Oh, so you can't pick up and drag this thing. All right. Uh, 
Okay, well, like I say, so I, I'm seriously thinking about uh, summer. But, you know, uh, so as I sit here and ponder summer, I guess we'll, you know, wrap up the podcast here. We'll do our, we'll introduce ourselves. So if uh, people want to find out more about us. So, uh, again, let's start on the West Coast and work east. So, Melissa, where can people find out more about you uh, if they want to uh, hear uh, what else you have to say? <laughs> yeah, you can you can catch up on my ramblings on Twitter or uh, on my website, you can find me online all over at the Mac Mommy, and I also do another podcast, believe it or not, called In Touch with iOS. And you can find out more about that at intouchwithios.com. Okay, now we'll jump to the other side of the country. And Elisa, where can people find out about you? I am at Sensei Dai on Twitter, and you can find me at threekikiladies.com with the number three spelled out, which is a podcast I do with Suze Gilbert and Vicki Stokes. And I also want to mention more for Melissa. We ran out of time today, but next time, hopefully, we can talk about the Outcast app for Apple Watch. Oh, okay. That sounds like fun. Yeah, I downloaded it the other day. It's 99 cents right now. No guarantees of how long it's going to be 99 cents, but it's basically, it's a, for people who don't know, it's a podcatcher that you can listen to podcasts on your watch without needing your phone. Even so, if it's not a Series 3? I would think that you could. I don't recall it saying that you needed Series 3. Uh, I've only mm -hmm. used it twice so far, and my first impressions were completely wrong. Things I thought it couldn't do, it can do. I just didn't nice. play with it. And now I've been playing with a little bit more and realized, ah, I thought that was a problem, but now it's not. So I'll be playing with it some more. It's so far, as far as not having to bring the, the phone into the gym with me, it's great. Mm, I'll have to look into that because yeah. I, I do end up like strapping the phone to me just so I can listen to my podcast. And I do use my watch to, you know, fast forward, rewind, pause, play, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, mm. yeah. So we'll talk more about that next time. Yeah, yeah, awesome. we'll talk. <laughs> awesome. I like getting show notes filled out uh, before we actually start podcasting. So, um, or I don't have to do so much anyway. But uh, okay, and then we'll end in the middle of the country here with uh, me. And so, if you want to find out more about me, I, uh, you can find me on Twitter at DSC Chipman, or I have an about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak. That's M C P E E K. Mm, excuse me, I got a, I had a burp there. Okay, and if you want to find out. <laughs> Because I'm just full of He gives something. himself gas. <laughs> yes, I am the gas. Anyway, uh, but if you want to find out more about the show, head over to geekyshow.com. Reviews and comments in iTunes are always welcome, and we thank everyone who does that. Uh, we hope you have enjoyed this show as much as we've uh, have had uh, as much as we, we've had enjoyed sitting here. One of these days, I'm going to get this sentence out, and it makes sense. Just write it out. Just write it out. I did. That's the problem. Um, I'm trying to read and talk. You know, this this multitasking stuff is for the birds. Anyway, uh, hopefully, you've enjoyed the show as much as we've enjoyed sitting here. Being, you know, I've been a buffoon. These two have been putting up with me. Anyway, uh, so uh, anyway, don't forget between now and next week to hug a geek or send them to therapy or, or something. So uh, squeeze them extra hard. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> okay, folks, as promised, here's a little nugget from Kevin. I want to first thank Mike, Elisa and Melissa for continuing on with the show. Despite the fact I haven't been able to be part of the recording, they have done a bang up job and make my job of getting the show ready to post very, very simple and I can never thank the three of them enough. It is greatly appreciated, guys, and no, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. The last thing, the other thing I want to mention, not the last thing, 
is that I am working on some geeky stuff that I do want to share with the show at a certain point. For example, Firefox has now become my secondary browser to Safari on all devices because I can't stand Chrome anymore and all its crap that goes along with it. More on that to come, maybe even a write-up of a small article I'm posting somewhere. Second thing is, when it comes to YouTube on my Apple TV, it plain sucks, people. The new version of it is just god-awful. So I'm working with that, trying to figure out what other ways I can use YouTube on my Apple TV, because I dearly love my Apple TV. And the last thing is, thanks to Elisa, I'm looking at a Roku to go along with my Apple TV because of the Xfinity app and how it works on the Roku device. How about it, Xfinity? How about getting it together for the Apple TV as well? Well, those are the few things. And again, folks, please give your thanks to Mike, Elisa, and Melissa for all the work they do to bring the show to you every week because I know I sure do appreciate it. Thanks, and take care until we talk again. Well, she was just scary. I'm sorry. Yeah, they, go, they go on about... Well, I, I that girl looked like she was probably taking blood from various <laughs> members of the audience. Is, is she Australian? Is she uh, Australian? No, actually, I think she's from Transylvania. Because <laughs> <laughs> I squircle around on a mattress. What? I don't know. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. <laughs> <laughs>